Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldhai, and today we're Zechus Yavamas Daf Yud Test, the second parak Ketzad. The second parak has been generously sponsored for the Hatzlacha of Ravadi Ben Leia and his family. So the Tidafs are going to focus on number one. Rabbi Oshia challenged Rabbi Oshia's interpretation of Rabbi Shimon that Zika Chachnusadamia, a Zika is equivalent to making the Yavama, the Yavam's full fledged wife, based on the following Mishnah, which states there are three brothers, two of whom married two sisters, or a woman and her daughter, or one of her granddaughters, and the two married brothers died childless, leaving their widows to the third brother for Yibum. They do Chalitza and not Yibum. But Rabbi Shimon exempts them even from a Chalitza. Now, if Rebbe Shimon holds Zika Chuknusia that is Zika makes the Yavama like a full-fledged wife, then let the third brother perform Yibum with the one who was widowed first, and then the other one should be exempt from Yibum Chalitza, since her sister is already somewhat married to the Yavam. After several solutions to this challenge are rejected, Ravashi answers, If the two sisters fell to Yibum one after the next, that would be the case that the first widow would be permitted to Yibum. But the case here is where they fell to the third brother at the exact same moment. And Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who says, It's possible to be exact. Point number two, If one performed Mimer with the Yavama, Without her consent, Rebbe says Kana, he's acquired her as his wife, but the Chumis say that he is not. The Gemara explains that Rebbe's reason is that Gamar Mabiya the Yavama. He derives the laws of Maimur from the law of relations with the Yavama, just as the Yavam's relations with the Yavama makes her his Yavama against her will, of Kedushin the Yavama, so to the Kedushin of Yavama, meaning Maimur, makes her his Yavama against her will. But the Rabban hold Gamri Makedushin the Alma, we derive it from Kedushin in general. Ma Kedushin the Alma Medaita, just as Kedushin in general is done with her consent, so too Maimur must be done with her consent. The Gemara further clarifies that Rebbe holds that we should learn Mili di Yavama, Mili di Yavama. Matters related to a Yavama, such as Maimur, from matters related to Yavama, such as doing Yibum. But the Rabban hold that we should learn Mili to Kedushin, Mili to Kedushin, matters relating to Kedushin, from matters relating to Kedushin, and Maimur is a matter of Kedushin. And point number three, when Menashe Barzvita asked Rapuna what was Rabbi Shimon's reason for permitting the third brother born after Yibum to the first brother's Yavama, the Gemara expresses surprise to the question, since it was stated specifically in an earlier brisa that his reason was since the new brother found the Yavama in a permitted state, and she never stood before him for one moment in a forbidden state. The Gemara then revised the question to what was the Chachamim's reason for prohibiting the third brother who was born after Yibam, and answers that the Pasuk states, and he, referring to the Yavim, shall take her to himself as a wife and perform Yibum with her, which implies that even after he takes her as his wife, the original Yibum status is still on her. Rashi explains that this means that she is always called a Yavama. So once again, the three points on number one, Rabbi Oshia challenged Rabbi Oshia's interpretation of Rabbi Shimon, that Zika Kuknusadamia, Zika is equivalent to making the Yavama the Yavam's full-fledged wife, based on the following Mishnah, which states, there are three brothers, two of whom married two sisters, or a woman and her daughter, or one of her granddaughters, and the two married brothers died childless, leaving their widows to the third brother for Yibum. They do Chalitza and not Yibum. But Rabbi Shimon exempts them even from a Chalitza. Now, if Rabbi Shimon holds Zika Chuknusia that is Zika makes the Yavama like a full-fledged wife, then let the third brother perform Yibum with the one who was widowed first, and then the other one should be exempt from Yibum Chalitza, since her sister is already somewhat married to the Yavam. After several solutions to this challenge are rejected, Ravashi answers, 
If the two sisters fell to Yibum one after the next, that would be the case that the first widow would be permitted to Yibum. But the case here is Denafu Babasachas, where they fell to the third brother at the exact same moment. And Rabbi Shimon holds like Rabbi Yossi Galil, who says, Efshel is Samsim. It's possible to be exact. Point number two is taught in Abraisa, Osib Maimra If one performed Maimra with the Avama, without her consent, Rabbi says, Kana, he's acquired her as his wife. But the Chamis say that he is not. The Gemara explains that Rebbe's reason is that Gamar Mabiyah the Yavama. He derives the laws of Maimur from the law of relations with the Yavama. Just as the Yavam's relations with the Yavama makes her his Yavama against her will, of Kedushin the Yavama, so to the Kedushin of Yavama, meaning Maimur, makes her his Yavama against her will. But the Rabban hold Gamri Makedushin the Alma. We derive it from Kedushin in general. Ma Kedushin the Alma Medaita, just as Kedushin in general is done with her consent, so to Mimer must be done with her consent. The Gemara further clarifies that Rebbe holds that we should learn Mili di Yavama, Mili di Yavama. Matters related to a Yavama, such as Mimer, from matters related to Yavama, such as doing Yibum. But the Rabban hold that we should learn Mili di Kedushin, Mili di Kedushin, matters relating to Kedushin, from matters relating to Kedushin, and Mimer is a matter of Kedushin. And point number three, when Menashe Barzvita asked Rabbuna what was Rabbi Shimon's reason for permitting the third brother born after Yibum to the first brother's Yavama, the Gemara expresses surprise to the question, since it was stated specifically in an earlier brisa that his reason was since the new brother found the Yavama in a permitted state, and she never stood before him for one moment in a forbidden state. The Gemara then revised the question to what was the Chacham's reason for prohibiting the third brother who was born after Yibam, and answers that the Pasuk states, and he, referring to the Yavim, shall take her to himself as a wife and perform Yibum with her, which implies that even after he takes her as his wife, the original Yibum status is still on her. Well, she explains that this means that she is always called a Yavama. All right, so now we go to our Simr Dav and our standard Simon is a yacht. A yacht. So here goes. When a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters at exactly the same time, one of the Yavamas got upset when a Yavam attempted to do Mimer without her consent, while the other one overheard a group of passengers murmur, once a Yavama, always a Yavama. Once again, it's slow motion. When a huge wave crashed into a yacht, yacht, that must mean we're on Duff, Yutes. When a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters, at exactly the same time, which reminds us Rabbi Oshia challenged Rabbi Oshia's interpretation of Rabbi Shimon that Zika Kugnusadamya, as Zika is equivalent to making the Yavama the Yavam's full-fledged wife, based on a mission where Rabbi Shimon exempts two sisters who fall to a third brother from even doing chalitza. Now, if Rabbi Shimon holds Zika Kugnusadamya, that as Zika makes the Yavama like a full-fledged wife, then let the third brother perform Yibum with the one who is widowed first, and then the other one should be exempt from Yibum and chalitza, since her sister is already somewhat married to the Yavam. After several solutions to this challenge are rejected, Ravashi answers, If the two sisters fell to Yibum one after the next, that would be the case that the first widow would be permitted to Yibum. But the case here is the Nafu Babas where they fell to the third brother at the exact same moment. And Rav Shimon holds, like Rav Yossi Agli, who says, It's possible to be exact. So when a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters at exactly the same time, one of the Yavamas got upset when the Yavam attempted to do Mimer without her consent, which reminds us it was taught in a bright so of one performed Mimer with a Yavama without her consent. Rebbe says, Kana, he's acquired her as his wife, but the Chamu say that he is not. And the Gemara explains that the question rests on whether we learn out Mimer from Yibum, which can be done without consent, or from Kedushin, which has to be done with consent. So, when a huge wave crashed into a yacht, 
killing two brothers who were married to two sisters at exactly the same time. One of the Yavamas got upset when a Yavam attempted to do mimer without her consent, while the other one overheard a group of passengers murmur, once a Yavama, always a Yavama, which reminds us, the Gemara asked what was the Chachamim's reason for prohibiting. The third brother who was born after Yibum and answers that the Pasuk states, and he, referring to the Yavam, shall take her to himself as a wife and perform Yibum with her, which implies that even after he takes her as his wife, the original Yibum status is still on her. Rashi explains that this means she's always called a Yavama. So once again, when a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters at exactly the same time, one of the Yavamas got upset when a Yavam attempted to do mimer without her consent, while the other one overheard a group of passengers murmur, once a Yavama, always a Yavama. All right, now it's time for Vorbalabat Chazar. Dav Tezvav. So the simmer Dav Tezvav relates to the fruit of Tubishvat, and we use a fruit bowl. So here goes. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl, fruit bowl, that must be more in Dav Tezvav. The rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of bearing off his daughter's tzara, which reminds us, the Gemara continues the discussion whether Beishamai followed their own opinion and brings a bright that states Rabbi Tarfan, who was a Talmud of Beishamai, said, Te'avani masay tavu tzara sabas, I desire the time when that tzara, my daughter, who is currently married to my brother, will fall into my hand, and I will marry her in Yibam, since marrying a tzara of an Arab is only permitted. According to Beishamai, this is proof that Beishamai followed their opinion. The more answer, Rabbi Tarfan said, Ba'asiena, and I will marry her off to someone else without doing chalitza, which would be permitted according to Beishila. And Rabbi Tarfan sought to preclude the opinion of Rabbi Yochum and Nuri, who attempted to accommodate the views of both Beishamai and Beishil by requiring every tzara do chalitza. By stating that chalitza is not necessary, Rabbi Tarfan was showing that he disagreed with Rabbi Yochum and Nuri's suggestion. So, the rabbi who bought a fruit bowl as a gift in anticipation of marrying off his daughter's tzara and toveled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open, which reminds us Marzutra attempted the show that Beishamai followed their own opinion based on the following brisa. There was an incident with Yehu's trough in Yushalayim which was connected to an adjoining mikvah and all the tower fruits were prepared there, meaning that their kalim were immersed there and Beishamai sent and widened it for they held that it's not valid until the majority the dividing wall is broken so that waters mix over a large area and not just through a hole. The more rejects his proof saying that one who sees the Talmud of Beishamai breaking over the wall of Yehu's trough would say that he's doing it to increase the amount of water in the trough. So the rabbi who bought a fruit ball as a gift in anticipation of marrying off his daughter's tzara and toveled it in Yehu's trough where the dividing wall was broken open refused to answer a shiloh about whether tzara's abbas is mutter and yibum out of fear that some people might want to crush his skull. Which reminds us, Gamor brings another proof that Beishamai followed their own opinion. Yeshua was asked, Tsar Sabas Mahu, what is the luck regarding the Tsar of one's daughter? Is one permitted to her in Yibun? He answered, that's a Malkos Beisham Beisila. And when pressed regarding who the Halakha follows, he answered, Roshi Harim Gadolim. Why are you putting my head between two great mountains, between the two great factions of Beisham Beisila? Miss Yarani Shema Yorotsu Golgalti. I'm afraid they might crush my skull. Rashi explains that if he ruled in favor of Beisila, then those who are rendered to be Mamzerim might kill him. The more explains that if you say Beishamai followed their own opinion, that's why Rabbi Yeshua was afraid that those rendered Mamzeri might kill him. But if Beishamai followed Beishilel, what was he afraid of? Dav Tezain. So the similar Dav Tezain is toes, and we often use an acrobat with big toes. So here goes. The poor acrobat with large toes. Acrobat with large toes? That must be on Dav Tezain. The poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stunts, which reminds us that Rabbi Dosmer Hagen has clarified to a delegation of 
that he held like Beis Hillel, that Tsar's Bito Asura. And then it was his brother Yonason, who was a Talmud of Beis Shammai, who held Tsar's Bito as Mutter, and he had 300 reasons to back up his position. So the poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stuns, ran off to Amun Amo, where he hoped to collect Maeser Ani, during Shviz, which reminds us, Haggai's second ruling was Amunamov Ma'asu Maiso Ani B'Shviz. Jews in Amunamov give Maiso Ani in the seventh year. Only the lands of the ones from Babel conquered would be sanctified for future times and be subject to the laws that apply in Eretz Yisrael. And they left over some areas unsanctified in order that the poor should rely on them for produce during Shviz. Rashi explains that the poor in Eretz Yisrael would come to Amunamov during Shviz and hire themselves out as agricultural workers and also receive Lekut Shechopeya and Maiso Ani. So the poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stuns, ran off to Amun Moab, where he hoped to collect Maisha Ani during Shviz, and was relieved to meet the minister of the world who told him that he'd never seen a tzaddik forsaken, which reminds us, it was the Sarha Olam, the minister of the world, which is a malach, into whose hands the whole world has been given, who recited the Pasuk, Narayisi Gamzikanti, Lareisi Tzaddik Nezav. I have been a youth and also old, but I have not seen a tzaddik forsaken, nor his children begging for food. The Marashah explains that since this malach existed from the time of creation, his testimony that he never saw a tzaddik forsaken is truly remarkable. Dafyad Zayn, so the Simmer Dafyad Zayn is a used car, and we often use a used car salesman. So here goes. The non-Jewish used car salesman. Used car salesman? That must mean we're on Dafyad Zayn. The non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos, which reminds us on the bottom of the Tessalon Lama Beis Rav Yudah said in the name of Ravasi, if an idolater is Makadosh a Jewish woman nowadays, we suspect that it's a valid condition because he might be a Jew from the Aserah Shvatim, from the Ten Tribes, where she explains that Ravasi holds that a child born from a Jewish man and a Gentile woman is a Jewish mamzer, and therefore, nowadays, we suspect that every non-Jewish man from the place where the Ten Tribes dwell is a Jewish mamzer descendant from the Ten Tribes, and we need to suspect that the condition is valid. Shmuel said that there is isn't a problem for a child born from a Jewish father to a Gentile woman is not Jewish, and there isn't a concern about the children born from Jewish women from the Ten Tribes, because either they were not able to give birth because of the long, difficult journey, or because the Nevi'im declared that their offspring should be considered complete idolaters. So, the non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos sold a van to two living paternal brothers who just received a Yerusha from their father, which reminds us that the source that Neishas Hakib Shoyel Balamo is not taking Yibum is from the Pasiki Yeshu Akim Yachtov, when brothers dwell together and one of them dies childless. This implies that the brothers dwelled at the same time in the world, excluding the wife of one's non contemporary brother. Reviewed then expands to the word Yachtov together teaches Miuchadi Menachla joined in regard to inheritance, which Rashi explains means that they inherit each other, Prat excluding from Yibum one's brother from a mother. Rava said that the source that Yibum was only for paternal brothers is learned from the Gezer Shava of Achva Achva Memine Yaakov. So, the non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos sold a van to two living paternal brothers who just received a Yerusha from their father, who were racing to make it to the wedding of the mother of a deceased Shomer's Yavam to a Yavam because they held there was no Zika. Which reminds us, Ravuna said in the name of Rav, Shomer's Yavam Shemesa Mutabi'ima of a woman who was awaiting her Yavam died before he did Yibum or Chalitza, he's permitted to marry her mother. The Gemara says that we see the Rav Huna holds Ein Zika. There is no Zika bond between the Yavam and his Yavama. Rush explains that we do not look at the Zika to the Yavama as a bond that makes her like an Arusa, an engaged woman who would forbid her mother to him after her death. Daf Yudches, so the Simr Daf Yudches is a Chuppah, because Ben Yudches, a Chuppah, an 18-year-old, goes to Chuppah. So here goes. 
The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's Asher to be Mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah. Chuppah? That must be one of Yudchas. The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's Asher to be Mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, which reminds you, Remer holds, that there is no Zika. And the reason for his ruling that two sisters that fall to Yibum to two brothers must do Chalid says because he holds it's forbidden to be mevatel, the mitzvah of Yibum. If Yibum was permitted, then perhaps after one brother does Yibum, the other one will die. And then the first one will not be able to do Yibum or Chalitza to the other widow because she's an ervatim, being that she is a sister of his Yivama. Therefore, Remir prohibits either brother from doing Yibum and requires him to do Chalitza. So, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that's Asadibim Avatol, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum, which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon holds that a baby born after a second brother does Yibum may do Yibum or Chalitza to the Yavama from the first brother or her tsara. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds that since the Yavama became the wife of the second brother before the third brother was born, she never fell to Yibum to the third brother. Therefore, she's not an erva to him, and he may do Yibum or Chalitza to either her or her tsara. So, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's Atzatimim the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah with news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum and immediately sent back a message that even if the baby had been born before the Yibum, that there is Zika, and the Yavam is like a full-fledged wife. Which reminds us, Rabbi Oshia says, Rabbi Shimon also disagrees with the first mission in the pair, and holds that even if the third brother was born before the second brother did Yibum, if the second brother dies childless after doing Yibum with the Yavama, the third brother may take her since she's not considered Eishu Zachiv Shvoyabaramo. The Gemara explains Kasavri Yesh Zika, Vazika Kakunusadamya. The Rabbi Shimon holds that there is Zika between every Yavam and Yavama, and he also holds that a woman bound to a man in Zika is considered like a full fledged wife. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.